0: Hey, gents, welcome to another episode of Apex Masculinity. I'm glad you're here. I'm your host, Nick Chantos. Apex Masculinity is a high-performance men's coaching outfit designed to help men show up strong in every area of life. We want to see men show up strong at work. We want to see men show up strong in their finances, as husbands, as fathers, in any arena of life that you walk in. We want to see you show up healthy and strong. We wanna see your mind right. We wanna see you walking in a state of awareness and alertness. We wanna see your fitness and your health excelling. We wanna see you doing well as men in every area. Guys, today I wanna talk to you about awareness. Last week we spoke of the awakening principle and how no one can even expect to begin their journey of becoming the best versions of themselves until they wake up and realize that the person they've been up till this point is no longer serving them, serving the ones they love and care for. The awakening principle happens when the pain from living a substandard life is so much that it causes us to begin to wake up to the reality that we can no longer be the same person that we've been and that we have to make serious changes. Listen, I put that podcast out last week and then hit up some real close friends of mine that I have to get some feedback, because I want to be I want to be in this space. I feel like there's a great need for um, helping men to understand what true masculinity and true manhood looks like. I mean, I was just listening to a podcast last week. Um, where this hyper-feminist lady was giving an explanation of what she thought true manhood and true masculinity should look like. And I gave it ear because I'm really trying to learn. I'm trying to really learn this space and learn what works and learn the science behind successful manhood and learn what's acceptable and what isn't. And by the time I got done listening to this lady's podcast, I was more confused than I was before I had ever even listened to it. I mean, according to this woman, what, what epic and true masculinity looks like is every man having an epic duck dynasty beard, but with skinny jeans, pink converse, and a yoga mat, and a man bun. Like, like, are you serious? Like, is is this what manhood should look like? We need to get away from the toxic ideologies of manhood and the toxic ideologies of masculinity, and we need to cut a path through the weeds that looks right, a path that our forefathers walked that we've gotten away from for many years now. I don't want to be an addicted, broken, psychologically traumatized person, not only walking in a state of pollutedness every day, but unintentionally, unawares, polluting the people around me that I claim to love and care for with my toxicity. And I don't want some hyper-feminist's view of what true man should look like because I don't wanna wear a man bun. And look, I got no problem with yoga and I got no problem with meditation, but look, man, I'm a 42-year-old truck driver in the old field Like, I don't have time for that, man. I need to get to some brass tacks. I need to boil it all down and get get a plan that works. on Changing the way I see things, changing the way I speak, changing my emotional state, changing my actions so that I'm functioning from a place of positivity and health as a man so that I'm influencing the people around me in a positive and healthy way. I'm asking you to walk with me on this journey of discovering what true epic apex masculinity looks like. Last week, as I said, we spoke about the awakening principle. You cannot gain any ground. You cannot even take the first step into becoming the best version of yourself until you wake up and realize that the man that you've been up till now is no longer serving you and you're ready to make changes. As I said, the pain from being substandard in these different areas, watching your marriage fall apart, watching your kids grow up with no intimate connection with them watching them twist off and begin to engage in the behaviors that you got started on in your adolescence and the pain of watching them go through that is too much where you begin to hunger to make changes the pain of your addictions to drugs and alcohol and pornography and immorality are costing you so much that you're ready to let it go and ready to make changes. Listen, this podcast is not just about reaching into the lowest parts of manhood and bringing out guys that are convicts and meth addicts and crackheads and and people like that. This podcast is designed for everybody. The feedback that I got from people led me to believe that I'm just kind of reaching out into one arena of manhood. Look. Even if you've never done drugs, never been to prison, never had any of that, you know, like way out there negativity going on in your life. Maybe you have a great job and, you know, you're married and you have kids and you have a home and you're feeling stuck or stagnant. You've reached a plateau in life and you're asking yourself, is this it? Because I'm telling you, this is not it. Man, you can dig deep and you can grow in every area. The marriage that you have now may look great to the first guy, but there are men out there that would tell you that your marriage can grow more intimate, more bountiful, more beautiful than what it looks like today. There are people that will tell you that your kids can grow up and be stronger and more emotionally secure and uh, do better in school and, and grow up and be the kind of person that your son can grow up and be the kind of person that any dad would be overjoyed to release his daughter to to marry. This podcast is for anybody that's ready to wake up and move forward as a man. What I want to talk to you about today, guys, is the awareness principle. The best way for me to describe what self-awareness is, is to share a story with you. Imagine if you would with me for a moment, that there is a farmer who owns several hundred acres of land somewhere, let's say Kansas. And every day this farmer gets up and he loads hay on the back of a flatbed pickup truck. And he heads out to the field to throw this hay over the fence, where he has several hundred cows and calves, and one big Brahma bull. That one bull is there for no other reason than to sire calves every season. That is his breeding bull. And that bull lives a pretty good life, right? Lays in the shade most of the day. Whenever one of his fleshly passions arise, he goes and gets the need met. Now imagine, if you would, this scenario As the farmer throws the hay over the fence and all the cows and all the calves have learned by experience that when they hear the noise of that truck and they see that hay, that it's time to eat. So they all gather to that place around the fence where they know the farmer is going to throw that hay. And as he begins to throw the hay over the fence, here walks in the bull. Do you suspect that the bull is going to stop for a moment? And from a place of self-awareness, ask himself, you know, these calves and these cows are probably hungry and I'm going to let them go first. And when they're done, I'll come in and clean up what's left. We both know the answer to that is hell no. No. The bull is going to charge in there and he's going to eat till his heart is content. And then whatever's left, the cows and calves may have. When it's time to wash it all down with a Cold drink from the livestock pond, and he heads down to the livestock pond where all the other cows and calves are. He doesn't get down there and, from a place of self awareness, say, You know, I'm going to let these thirsty cows and calves go first. And when they're done, I'll go in and have what's left. No, he pushes his way through all of that, stands in the middle of that water, drinks till his heart is content, muddying the waters while he's in there. And then when he's done, they can go in and have what's left. When he's ready to mate, does he come down off the hill, find one cow, bring her flowers and make promises of monogamy and commitment to that one cow till death do them part? No, he is a brute beast and he slakes his passions on anyone whenever he chooses because he's driven by his carnal nature. He has no state or place of mind of self-awareness. He doesn't stop and ask himself about consequences. He doesn't think about anyone else and what his behaviors would do to them. He is a brute beast driven by his fleshly carnal passions. He does not walk in a state of self-awareness. If another bull is introduced into that field, immediately our first bull begins to feel threatened and he rises up in anger and it is, in most circumstances, a fight to the death to protect What he feels belongs to him. He functions from the flesh. He does not think that the actions that he's getting ready to engage in may cost him his life. He is driven by his flesh. A person that is not self-aware is one who has none or very limited governance of their whole person. A non self-aware person is one who seldom if ever focuses in real time on their thought processes their emotional state their speech and lastly their actions a non self-aware person is reactionary they just simply react through every moment of every day to what life deals to them rather than setting themselves up in a way where life has to react to them they are constantly reacting to life their thought patterns and their emotions often run unfettered and unchecked like a litter of puppies that somehow crawled under the fence while their owner was at work and now they run across town in all different directions free unfettered often getting themselves into trouble uh, you know putting themselves in dangerous situations and developing seriously bad habits in the process of time let's bring it home let's bring it to a place where it's about you and me and our thought processes This is a podcast for men. If any women happen upon this podcast, you are welcome to come and join us. I would like to think it would give you insight into the struggles and uh, the desires that men have, but whatever you hear while you're here, know that it was designed for men to help men. You are a guest here and you're, like I said, you're welcome here, but don't be offended by anything that you hear. Because I'm going to explain to men a real-time example on how these thought processes running unchecked work. There's an article in the Journal of Sex Research that found that men think about sex more than 19 times on any given day. We've all been there, right? Thought processes begin of a sexual nature. You were minding your own business started by the passing eye candy of an attractive young woman whose due diligence to makeup, hair, perfume, clothing, how she walks, unable to control the natural way her hips sway as she's passing by your now mesmerized gaze, and what just happened? Wait, 10 minutes have now passed, and this woman that you don't even know are now part of the Mile High Club, you've seen her naked frame, you've touched her soft glowing skin, you've shared yourself sexually with her, and that more than once. And the reality is she, completely unaware of what's going on in your brain, has no idea that you've just objectified her in a sexual way before she crawls into a car with her husband, mind you, and drives out of your life forever, never even noticing you. Or on the same principle, someone at work pisses you off early in the morning and because you couldn't or wouldn't address the issue, you let it stew and you let it fester in your heart and mind to the point where you actually imagine in your thoughts and feel in your emotions these scenarios of vengeance and possibly even violence to get even for the offense that you believe that you've incurred. Another 10 minutes, possibly hours pass, and you come to realizing that you have wasted half the day reliving the infractions and developing a movie in your mind where you literally hurt somebody with either your words or your actions. What's the big deal, you ask? No one knows. No one is even aware of what goes on in my thought patterns except me. This is true. However, the problem lies with how thoughts and emotions, whether good or bad, are like little seeds that we plant, just like beans, in a field, with minimal effort, they will grow up and produce a tangible crop every year. Our thoughts, planted into the soil of our lives, will turn into real-time scenarios, sometimes catastrophic ones. When one constantly imagines thought processes in any particular circumstance, especially when coupled with the emotions, those thoughts have a greater tendency to translate into real-time actual occurrences, real-time events, because we are and do what we believe. The man who constantly engages in thought patterns of sexual experiences will eventually find himself nearing the edge of sexual actions. Thoughts are a catalyst to behaviors. The man who spends time thinking about vengeance and thinking about all the offenses that have come at him through the course of his life is a man that will grow up and be toxic and cynical, won't trust anybody, be prone to lash out and have temper tantrums because he's constantly letting his mind think about negative things, think about wounds, think about hurts, think about abuses. And he is literally making himself by planting those seeds into his own life to become that way. Nine tenths of all marital infidelity start with the thought to commit such acts. Rarely does one just commit such an offense, spur of the moment. No. It's often played out, played up, and dwelt over repeatedly over a span of time before sprouting, if you will, into the act itself. The awareness principle is a conscious decision made moment to moment to become aware of the thoughts that race across our minds as they're happening. It's a conscious decision to be aware of your emotions and how you feel moment to moment because how you feel can create thoughts in your mind. How you feel can create thoughts. What you think will create words, and what you speak will create actions. The awareness principle is not designed to stop all negativity and destructive thoughts from occurring. That in itself would be impossible. But it's designed to help you be aware of what you're thinking and what you're feeling and what you're saying so that when you discover the negativity cropping up, you can redirect it, so to speak, in a positive way. You can begin to put a harness on this thing and begin to guide it out of negativity into positivity, ultimately changing the way your brain thinks. Someone once said, you can't stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from making a nest in your hair. Listen, I wanna talk to you about the science behind this. So in my course of study, on becoming a better man and realizing that I just had these reoccurring patterns in my life where I expressed some of them on the last podcast of, you know, self-limitation, self-sabotage, not finishing things that I started, not believing in myself, um, just, just negative and toxic and trying to figure out where it all started and what its inception was. And like I said, I've gone down some rabbit trails in this genre where I've just been like, just disgusted with what I'm hearing, but I've also gone down some that were really, really enlightening. And one of the more recent things that I came across was um, the science uh, of neuroscience, basically, how the neural pathways in the brain work. And man, just go with me on this. I really think this will bring it clear and help us understand why the mind gets toxic. So, neural pathways are developed every time we experience anything whether you feel something, hear something, see something, smell something, an emotional experience, whatever it is, every time we experience an event, a neural pathway is created as a result of the event to capture the event into memory, into experience. So for example, let's say you get backhanded into a wall. In that moment, when that action happened, a neural pathway was created to capture that moment to put it into memory. There is something that your brain decided needed to be learned from that for the, from the purpose of self-preservation. A warm hug from a grandfather where you felt nothing but love and kindness and could smell the old spice. Put your mind in that place for a minute and try to sense that. And in that moment, a neurotransmitter was created to capture that moment, to place it into memory neurotransmitters are, uh, there's, there's, there's more of them in the brain than there are stars in the universe. This is truth. This is true scientist. This is true science. The problem with toxic neurotransmitters, guys, is that as we grow up in a toxic environment, one that's maybe filled with drug usage and addiction and i'm just throwing a few out here maybe you know sexual abuse verbal abuse violence people with short tempers Um, Feeling unloved, unvalued, unwanted, whatever the case may be, and you spend years and years of your childhood and adolescence in an environment like this, what happens is every time you're bullied, every time you're abused, every time something negative happens, every time you do something negative to someone else, I don't want to make it one-sided where it's all us. But there's, there's neural pathways being created in the brain to capture every act of negativity that comes towards you. Every act of negativity that comes out from you is captured, and a neural pathway is created for that to hold it in memory. You go through your life and you hit your 20s or your 30s or your 40s, and you realize, I have no idea how I got so cynical and so toxic. And I don't want to be this way anymore. Like the awakening moment has happened. Hallelujah. Right? And you're ready to change your life. And you catch yourself now that you're walking in a state of awareness where you're trying to really be attentive to the way your thoughts play out you're trying to really pay attention to your emotions you're at work you're busy but there's like anger and like hate going on like in your bosom like you feel it and now before you never before you never even noticed it or aware of it but now you're starting to become aware of the emotional state that you're in You'll be speaking at work and instead of like speaking positive and grateful and like excited things, you're like talking about your coworkers and talking about your boss and Bashing people and you know, talking to your buddies at work about how your marriage sucks and how your kids don't listen and how your money sucks and you're broke all the time. And you start to realize that your words are just as negative as your thoughts and your emotions. And you catch yourself flying off the handle and and like shouting at your wife, or you know, you bump your head, and all these colorful expressions of vulgarity come out of your mouth, and you find yourself committing negative, toxic actions, and you're like this sucks, man. Like, I don't want to be this way anymore, but this has become such a part of my person and who I am. I can't just decide that I don't want to be this way anymore and walk away from it because it's all of me. It's everything I am is negative, cynical, and toxic. And the reality is, yes, that's true. You have built neuropathways of negativity and toxicity in your brain from every negative event and experience that you've ever gone through, it has been captured and a neural pathway of toxicity and negativity has been built into your brain. So now you function, your worldview, your perspective on everything is of one of cynicism, violence, impurity, self-doubt, self-sabotage, and toxicity. And you try to change or you want to change the way you are and find that you can't or that it's very difficult or it takes extreme amounts of awareness, alertness, and effort to begin to capture yourself when you're headed a wrong direction. It's because your entire person, all of these neural pathways in your brain are negative. And now you want to be positive and the brain is like, whoa, hold on a minute. This does not jive with the programming. The programming is negative. The programming is self-sabotaging. The programming is self-limiting belief systems. The program is don't trust anyone. The program is selfishness and my pleasures and my experiences above everyone else's. The program is me, I, and my. And now you're trying to do something positive and influence people in a positive way and function from a place of selflessness and love and your brain does not know how to get in alignment and agreement with you because it is filled with billions upon billions of neurotransmitters of negativity and toxicity that that are you, the core of who you are. It's almost enough to make you just want to quit (laughs) and give up, right? Like how do you come back from that? You know what I mean? Like the entire – like if that happened to my phone or my laptop, a virus that bad, I would just – you know what I mean? I'd throw it out the window. You know what I mean? We'll just head back to AT&T or Verizon or whichever one of these – Crackpot place, I'm, I'm, you know what, I'm not even going to go off on a tangent like that. I am not happy with the cell phone service here in North Dakota, but I don't want to chase any rabbits. What I'm saying is if that happens to a laptop or a phone or, you know, a car gets to the place where there's just no coming back, I mean, what do we do? We just drop them off, man. We throw them in the trash. We're done, right? There's no coming back. But what I want to tell you today is there is coming back from toxic masculinity. There is, and it takes time, and it takes patience, and it takes grace. It takes you loving yourself and being okay with the fact that not that you're stuck in toxicity, but that you're a toxic man coming out of toxicity on a journey of becoming positive and the best version of yourself. It requires you sleeping well at night, knowing that you haven't given up and thrown in the towel and just said, you know what, to hell with it. I'm just gonna be this way because this is all I've ever known, all I am and all I'll ever know. No, you're beginning the journey. And look, man, some people are gonna run faster than others. Some people are gonna run slower than others. Some people have gone through experiences. Look, man, I've met some people along the journey, man, that have told me, man, that they've come home from school and found their mother dead on the floor in the living room, overdosed from heroin. Like, And and they were in a single-parent home, had no father. I mean, not that that's a healthy environment, but I mean, the only person, you know what I mean, that you could come to and sit on their lap, even if they were high, and get a hug is gone. I've talked to people that have been sexually abused repeatedly. I've talked to people that... Yeah, man, like I've, I've seen it and I've heard it all. And I've got plenty of my own experiences, man. And, 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 and it's going to take time to rebuild the neural pathways. The cool thing about it is, is that the neural pathways in your brain develop and create for the rest of your entire life. And you may have a billion negative ones in your mind right now, but you can start making good choices today. Capture your thoughts, guard your emotions, guard your words. Guard your actions and begin to think positive things. Some of you guys are probably saying, like, how do you even do that? Like, I don't even know how to do that. Like, you're trying to tell this computer program to do something it doesn't know how to do. You know what I mean? Start thinking about the warm hug of a child that trusts you implicitly and how that makes you feel. Start thinking about how you can add value to someone else's life. Rather than going to work and being toxic with your speech, go to your job and encourage one of your coworkers that you're really glad they're there because they take a good portion of the workload that would normally fall to you and you really feel like they're an asset where you work. Come home from work tonight and push your wife out of the way in the kitchen and tell her to go sit down because she's been working hard enough and you love her and you finish those dishes and you cook dinner. And tell her, you know what, love, look, I'm trying and I I probably won't do this every day, but today I'm mindful today. I'm mindful of the fact that you work hard and I want to give you a break. And I'm just going to take care of this tonight because I love you and I just want to appreciate you tonight. Come home with some flowers and tell the wife that maybe your relationship is so toxic right now between you and your spouse that it looks like, I mean, you, you guys are just two separate people living together. You know what I mean? Just for the financial benefits of her working and you working or whatever the case may be. But there's no love. There's no intimacy. You know what I mean? You guys are just meeting each other's sexual needs as an, as an act of kindness to each other. But there's nothing there. Look, I come home and bring flowers to that lady and tell her, look, you know what? I don't know how we got where we got, but it doesn't have to end this way. And you and I can go forward from this place and have an epic marriage filled with love and kindness and laughter and selflessness and I want that, and I want you to walk that journey with me. And then I want you to apologize for anything that you've done. This, these are your takeaways, guys. I want you to apologize for being toxic. And I don't, and, and, and I'm not looking, and, and I don't care if she forgives you or not. We don't apologize to get forgiveness. We apologize because we've been wrong. We've been toxic. I want you to grab those kids and bring them into the living room and I want you to stand them up in front of you and I want you to hold their hands and I want you to tell them, look, daddy's been disconnected for a while. We've all been on our devices and no one's been talking and there really hasn't been any intimacy in this home between anybody, but that's going to change. And daddy's learning and daddy's growing, but I want our family to be strong and we're going to be strong. Start throwing that football with that kid, start sitting down and doing Plato at night with those little girls. Really get involved and you'll watch as you begin to be selfless and invest time and good words into other people, the neurotransmitters in your brain will start becoming positive and you will build an arsenal of positive neural pathways that'll make it easy for you to function from a place of positivity. You will watch your thoughts, your words, your emotions, and your speech begin to change and you'll watch it get easier to capture these things when they go negative and astray, bringing them back into a right frame of mind. Guys, I love you. Until next time. Thank you. Hey, guys, before I close the podcast out, I just wanted to touch base with you and let you know that I'm really enjoying being able to express some of the things that I'm learning through the course of study on what it means to be a better man. I put the podcast out last week to some really good friends of mine and just wanted to get some feedback from them. I got a lot of really good stuff, some good respective criticism. And I'm thankful for that. And I've decided I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna stay in this space. And even though I'm not the be all, get all, end all of God's gift to masculinity and manhood, I believe that I've got some insight and the ability to express it in a way that I think will be helpful, even if for just one person. If just one man out there hears the podcast and it causes them to make even the most subtlest and simplest changes in their life for the good, So that their life changes in a positive way and the people around them in their immediate sphere are affected in a positive way, then it's been worth it. It was worth the money spent on this Blue Yeti microphone. It was worth the money spent on this Knox Gear pop filter and this laptop and all the gear and the time associated with putting this together. It's worth it. If we can change the world even one degree in a positive way, then we are doing a good work. If the podcast has been helpful for you, I'm going to ask you to do a couple things for me. And I know we're all busy and it takes time. Um, The podcast is obviously just launched on Spotify. And the way this anchor platform, if I understand it right, works is it will systematically become available on other podcast platforms over the course of the next two weeks. No matter which platform you're using to hear this, whether it's Spotify or iTunes or whatever, Go into the reviews for me if you would and give us a healthy review. When you do that, it helps the podcast uh, move up the ranks, so to speak, and get to a place where it can be heard by more people. And you can also leave feedback. The Anchor Spotify platform, I'm not, again, I'm not sure how it's gonna look when it hits iTunes, but there's actually a place where you can message me directly and I can go into my messaging through Anchor and I can hear feedback from listeners and i would love to hear from you i really would there's also a place where you can support the program financially now listen this is that you know part of the podcast where they say we got to pay the bills truth be told man my wife works a great job in education and i work a great job in the oil and gas industry and i don't need your money (laughs) so to speak but there is a place where you can go through the Anchor platform and support the podcast from anywhere from $0.99, 99 to nine ninety nine 99 a month. What I'm asking everybody to do is to, if you're able, click the support tab for $0.99 cents a month. The reason I'm asking you to do that isn't for the money. It's for what it reveals to me about how valued the content is. If anybody is willing to take the three minutes or the five minutes and upload all their card information to a PayPal or to an Amazon or to an anchor platform or whatever, and put all their info in and just support something for 99 cents a month, what it means is you appreciate the content and you find value in it. And that'll let me know to keep pushing it out. It'll actually inspire me to maybe do two of these a week and push to... Begin to push myself to create more content. That'll be a blessing to you. We've got a lot of stuff up and coming. Uh, Next week, we're going to talk about the legacy principle. We're going to get into role identification principles. We're going to get into self-sabotage. We're going to get into fatherhood, husbandry, finances. We're going to talk about all of these things over the course of time. But you have to remember, again, I work a full-time job in the oil and gas industry, and I really have to maximize my efficiency with my time in order to be able to create the content and provide it for you guys. So if you're willing to support the podcast at 99 cents a month, awesome. If you can't, then listen for free because I spent years doing just the same thing, rebuilding myself as a man by being voracious and hungry, listening to podcasts and YouTube videos, anywhere I could get them, anywhere I could get information on becoming a better man. I was there with a fork and knife in hand, ready to eat. And ready to grow also in addition to that if you think life coaching is for you if you think mentorship is something that you would benefit from i'd like you to reach out to me at apexmasculinity.com apexmasculinity.com is a high performance men's coaching outfit that wants to help men succeed in every area of life I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear about some of the challenges and the obstacles that you're facing in your life today. I'd like to help you walk through those things, maybe look at some past traumatic issues that you've experienced as a child or in your adolescence that caused you to be possibly toxic and self-sabotaging today. I want to look at Um, your marriage with you. I want to look at how you're raising your kids, how you're managing your money. I want to look at what you believe to be true about yourself as a man, how you feel about yourself as a man. I, I really want to get to know you as a person so that I can just provide some perspective for you, man to man, on some next actionable steps that you can take to make the next right moves, to begin to grow and mature in these arenas of life that we all find ourselves in. Mm -hmm. If you think life coaching is for you, once again, go to apexmasculinity.com and click the contact link at the bottom of the page and reach out to me via email. I will establish connection with you. We'll set up a strategy time where we can just talk, man. No charge uh, for initial strategies, man. We're not charging anything, man. We just want to talk to people and find out if life coaching is right for you. Um, Obviously, I have, because of my job, a very limited number of guys that I can work with from month to month. But I'd love to hear about your challenges and see if it would be a good fit for both of us. I look forward to hearing from you. Guys, until next week, love yourself and sleep well. Thank you.